Take your Bibles, please, and turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. In reading in a few moments, with be reading one verse. I'm going to be looking at verse 13. You follow along in your Bibles as I read this one verse. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. I'd like this to take for just a few moments about how we use our freedom. So, how do we use our freedom? What is the things that we need to do that would help us to do that in the right way? How do we use our freedoms? You know, those who founded our nation believed in the Christian God. If you go back and want to find the foundations of the freedoms we have today, you go back and look at those who produced the documents, who, who worked on the, the ideas that have produced the freedoms we have as our nation. And they believed in the Christian God. John Quincy Adams, he's been called the chief architect of the Constitution, said, the highest glory of the American Revolution was it connected in one indissoluble bond the principles of civil government with the principles of Christianity. It's a right amazing statement, isn't it? Samuel Adams, who organized the Boston Tea Party, said, the right of freedom being the gift of the Almighty, the rights of the colonists as Christians, may be best understood by reading and carefully studying the institutions of the great lawgiver and head of the Christian church, which are to be found clearly written and promulgated in the New Testament. Again, a very direct reference to our faith and our belief. And then James Madison, key author of the Bill of the Rights, said, We have staked the whole future of American civilization, not upon the power of government, far from it. We have staked the future of all of our political institutions upon the capacity of mankind for self-government, upon the capacity of each and all of us to govern ourselves, to control ourselves, to sustain ourselves according to the Ten Commandments of God. Quite amazing how much the freedom in our land goes back to these people, these heroes, the, these geniuses being able to take what you find in the Word of God and to help form a nation that has had enduring freedom because of it. The concepts of our freedom as a nation grow directly out of the Christian religion. Do you understand that? Most of our country don't understand that anymore. But the concepts of our freedom came from the Christian religion. You know, God doesn't force us to serve Him. Think about it, the Garden of Eden. You know, God gave Adam and Eve a choice. You can obey me concerning my commands about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or not obey me. We had freedom of choice from the time that we existed as a human race. Also, God's concern was that His people be free. You see that in the Exodus, his freeing his people from slavery in the land of Egypt. You see that in some of the statements about uh, 
making sure that once they were settled in the land there, that the, the promised land, that the people would have the opportunity to be freed if then for some reason they found themselves in some kind of bondage to their countrymen. They had the year of Jubilee. Every 50 years, it was proclaimed three, freedom throughout the land for all of our inhabitants so that all of the people of God might be free. And then, of course, there's the spiritual freedom that we have in the New Testament. Notice what Paul said to the Romans. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. What a wonderful promise. God sets us free from sin. God sets us free from death. God's intention is that we be free. That's what He planned for us all along, that we might live in freedom. So the question is, how are you going to use your freedom? We have more freedom than most people who have ever lived in this world. How are we going to use that freedom? Well, you can use your freedom to go back to some other type of religious slavery. That's what Paul was dealing with when he wrote the book of Galatians. You see, he had gone to them pre preaching that put your faith in Jesus and you're saved by grace. And some others had come in after he had been there and said, okay, that's well and good, but to really be saved, you've got to add some religious works to that. You've got to follow some religious rules and regulations. And Paul was saying, that's not the case. That's not the way it's supposed to work. He was trying to get them to see that they needed to be free. That you don't get your salvation that way. It comes by grace. And you don't have to add works. After all, if you have to add works, how do you know that you've ever added enough? You're caught up in a continual slavery. So in verse 1 of chapter 5, Paul said, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not your, let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Don't go back to a religion that enslaves you. Christ has given us a religion that sets us free. Jesus has set us free from our own futile efforts. He has freed us from the penalty of sin because He took that penalty for us when He died on the cross. He has set us free from the guilt of sin because of God's forgiveness, there's no condemnation of us anymore. He has set us free from the power of sin because He's given us the Holy Spirit within and we can turn away from our sins. Now, you can use your freedom to be able to turn to some other form of slavery, some other form of religious slavery. Are you going to use it that way? Are you going to remain free? Or you could use your freedom to indulge your sinful nature. That's what he's talking about in verse 13. You know, many clamor for the freedom to do whatever they want to do, whenever they want to do it. They always seem to be enticed about that which is sinful, that which is immoral, that which is unlawful. And that's what they want to engage in. And Paul says, you better watch out for that. Trying to satisfy every sinful appetite leads to a phony freedom. Many people end up with addictions because they wanted to be free of all restraints and do whatever they wanted to do. And they ended up addicted to alcohol, to drugs, to pornography, to a whole bunch of other things. 
It's a phony freedom because sometimes it brings consequences that we hadn't intended. Most people don't mean to break up their marriage and to leave their children in a, in a single parent home, but you know they thought, well, just this one time, I will be unfaithful. They don't think about the consequences. Tony Evans said, you can choose your actions, but you can't choose the consequences of your actions. Indulging the sinful nature is a false freedom. And then be careful you do not let your freedom degenerate into license because it's not going to produce for you what you think it will. Or you can use your freedom to serve one another. You look around and you see the needs that other people have. You're sensitive to them and you decide that you're going to respond to them. And you give people your presence. You, you listen to what they have to say. You listen as they share their grief or their problems. You, you share some encouraging words. Maybe you help with a task if they need some kind of help. Maybe you take your resources and give it to them and provide them for them so that they might have what they need to be able to deal with their problems. You use your freedoms to be a blessing to one another. And that's what Paul is, is seeing in this verse 13. You know, we think about the 13 original colonies. Well, how about when you think of the 13 original colonies and the 13 stripes that are on that American flag, think of Galatians 5.13. Don't use your freedom to be given away or to indulge in sin, but use your freedom to help others. Those who founded our nation realized that there is a connection between freedom and being linked to God. You properly use your freedom then by understanding that God wants you to be free. It's His intention for you. Understand salvation is by grace it's something God gives us. It's total gift. Understand that you're to turn away from sin because sin isn't going to bless you and sin isn't going to make you more free. Satan's going to use it to catch you up in some form of slavery and to look for the needs of others and respond to them. Those who found in our nation understood that God wants us to be free. And God wants us to live in certain ways. There is a link between God and real freedom. Let me illustrate it with a kite. You've flown a kite. You look real closely at that picture, you see that that kite's got a string on it. And, you know, as the wind catches the kite, and pulls against the string, the kite goes higher and higher and higher into the air. And, you know, the tug is there and the kite's flying higher and then what if all of a sudden the spring breaks now the kite is absolutely totally free does it go higher does it keep flying no it falls to the ground or ends up in the tree cut yourself off from God and you're not going to be free to keep going higher you're going to go down. There's a link between freedom and being connected to God for nations and for individuals. Understand the link <clears throat> between God and real freedom. God wants us to go higher. He enables us to go higher. 
It's not the absence of restraint that causes us to go higher. It's not the absence of restraints that cause us to be free. Those who would take away all of the restraints are not going to bring about freedom for us. There is no freedom until we're linked to God through Jesus Christ. Think about what that scripture said in Romans. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For through Christ Jesus, God has set us free from the law of sin and from the law of death. We can be free from sin and all of its terrible consequences. We can be free from eternal death because of Jesus Christ and the freedom that He gives to us. Maybe today you need to link yourself with God through Christ so that you could be really free. Free now, free from the past, free for the present, free for our eternal future. You would come and say, I will receive Jesus as my Savior. I will let Him link me to the God who wants me to be truly free. Maybe today you feel led to, in the Christian freedom we have in our land to put your membership in this church. Or maybe rededicate to making true freedom known to all. Our invitation hymn this morning is number 385.